and welcome to episode 19 of The Jared White Show, recorded November 29th, 2018. I am, of course, your host, Jared White, and I invite you to join me in a curated celebration of the art form that is the web. For those of you in the United States, you just finished celebrating Thanksgiving. And if you're like me, you're still eating turkey sandwiches and consuming various other leftovers. Uh, I think I'm at the point now where I've gotten pretty sick of it all. (laughs) I was at a Whole Foods the other day looking to pick up a lunch, and they still had a bunch of all the, the turkey and trimmings in their hot bar. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, what did I eat instead? I think I got like lemon chicken and some pasta or something. It was good. Anyway, uh, I just got back from a trip to Portland. Well, I say trip, but it's like, you know, just a 30 minute train ride away. (laughs) Um, But I actually stayed overnight in Portland, uh, taking lots of photos, lots of videos. So I have a ton of content coming up on my channel on YouTube, Essential Life with Jared. Um, a lot of photos to process and, and get out there. So, uh, so yeah, it was really fun. It was actually su- surprisingly nice weather uh, the first day I was there, which in a way I didn't want because I wanted to get a lot of photos of, of the city at night with, with rain and, and fog and, and water on, on, on all the streets where I could get all kinds of cool light reflections and things like that. But, um, but actually, I was able to get that the next day because it was raining when I woke up in Portland. Uh, so that was a heck of a lot of fun. Getting busy. It's uh, it's holiday season. I'm trying to wrap up work projects and uh, kind of get things ready. Uh, my wife will be taking a trip to visit family at the end of December. So I'll be doing uh, dad adventures with the kiddos. And that's going to be fun. So lots coming up. But you don't want to hear about all that. You want to hear about what I have for you today on The Jared White Show. And we have a lot to talk about. So let's get going here. Uh, We'll start easy and work our way up to the big topic. And I'll give you a hint. The big topic starts with G and ends with oogle. So see if you can piece that together. (laughs) All right. So first item here is a really cool video. Uh... Thanks to Kotke for sharing this. Um, a company that does 3D graphics created a video where they take the moon out of a shot. Uh, it, it's just like a little uh, landscape, kind of like a truck stop looking place. And they take the moon out of the, the sky in this landscape and start replacing it with various planets. So you can see Venus or Mars and it doesn't look a whole lot different than the moon. It's not a whole lot bigger. Uh, then you get to some of the larger planets, and ooh boy, that looks crazy. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. So the, the size uh, the size there, the, the difference of scale, s- simply immense. Uh, so really cool video. Uh, check that out. The link's in the show notes. Next up, podcast app Castro has been bought by the parent company that owns Dribble, which is a very popular uh, design sharing and portfolio website. Um, So I feel basically okay about this. I I think this is good news. It sounds like uh, the deal structured. So the developers of Castro are still totally committed to the app, and they're just going to be focusing entirely on the design and development of the app. 
and kind of leave all the, the business overhead and infrastructure to their new parent company. Uh, so that makes sense. It's hard to be an independent app developer. It's hard to, to wear those two different hats of managing both business and the software development. Uh, so I can understand why they'd be looking for a deal like this. Castro is a really great podcast app on iOS, by the way, um, if you're interested. Uh, some other great apps are Overcast by Marco Arment. Um, and, you know, Apple's uh, default app isn't bad, of course, but, you know, podcasting is really, it's one of the crown jewels of the open web. Um, and that's not just because podcasting itself is such a great medium, but because, and, and this is the astonishing thing, <laughs> podcasting still operates entirely as a free, free as in freedom, free platform that's not under the control of any single corporate entity. So unlike with YouTube and, and vlogging on that platform, uh, you know, we can create podcasts and we can use any website host for the podcast and we can use any player by a number of different companies to consume those podcast episodes. Uh, and this is a rich infrastructure and a rich ecosystem that we want to preserve. Uh, we want a diversity of podcast player apps. So, you know, hopefully Castro continues to be successful and the developers really get to keep doing what they love. And, and we'll see not only Castro and Overcast and Pocket Casts and others continue to thrive, but, but even more. We want even, even more apps out there that look at the podcasting medium and do a little bit of a different take on it. Because uh, that diversity is what makes podcasting so awesome. One of these days, I should do an episode where I talk about all my favorite podcasts and just just have uh, one one podcast link after another because uh, you know there's always another podcast to discover and you might not know all about the ones I know and I'm sure I don't know about all the ones you know so uh, let me know what your favorite podcasts are as well if you please uh, just visit my site at jaredwhite.com and you can message me there and. Let me know what some of your favorite podcasts are, because I always enjoy discovering new ones and uh, want to feature them on the show. If if you yourself have a podcast, let me know that as well. Uh, I always like to to support other other indie content creators. All right, folks, we're coming up to our main topic today, and it's all about the company that starts with G and ends with Google. Yep, that's right. You guessed it. We're talking about Google. And the latest scuttlebutt over there is that a whole bunch of employees have come together and written a post on Medium and put their signatures to this post. Uh, and basically, the title says it all. It says, we are Google employees. Google must drop Dragonfly. Now, if you haven't heard about Dragonfly before, basically, uh, they, they say what it is in this article. Uh, it's basically a search engine that Google is developing for the Chinese market. And of course, you know, in China, there's all kinds of restrictions on what content is allowed, what the government deems uh, worthy of engagement and consumption. Uh, and if, you know, if you have content that doesn't make the cut, according to the rules of the Chinese government, you get censored. And uh, companies that develop tools like search engines and web browsers and things of that nature uh, they have to comply with those rules. And China has the great firewall to ensure that nobody can can get content from outside of China that China doesn't like. Um, so it's, you know, this is a huge controversy, of course. I mean, one of the biggest controversies when it comes to the web. 
And I've talked about this a lot on the show, you know, questions about censorship and privacy and security always goes hand in hand with the concepts of privacy. The, the security to know that you are able to interact with people, whether that's content or transactions, without third parties getting in the way. Um, and so, you know, in China, the, the way they've structured things is, you know, basically the government can, can swoop in whenever they want <laughs> and decide what's okay and what's not okay. And if they want to monitor what you're doing, they reserve that right. And uh, so it's, it's a big problem. And of course, you know, the idea that Google would be developing a search engine that censors anything on the search engine that the government doesn't like, um, you know, f- for people that, that advocate an open web, and a truly open web, free of government censorship, uh, this is incredibly disturbing. So couple points here to go over. Uh, the fact that a whole bunch of Google employees have come out and made such a public statement, and you know, we're not just talking about a, a few randos off in some corner of their giant uh, Googleplex or whatever. You know, we're talking about a huge list of, of software engineers, engineering directors, uh, designers, people in charge of tooling and infrastructure over there. I mean, you know, cloud engineering people. At strategic levels. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people here that are getting, you know, a lot of serious work done at Google that are coming out publicly to talk about this and to call on Google to make an unequivocal statement that they are not going to develop a censored Chinese search engine. Um, So this is huge. This is really huge. This is probably one of the biggest stories in tech right now. Um, you know, can you imagine, let's, let's roll back the clock a little bit. Can you imagine back in the nineties, if hundreds and hundreds, possibly even thousands, cause new people are signing onto this statement all the time. Can you imagine if hundreds of Microsoft employees and managers and so forth came out with a public statement to call on Microsoft to stop some of its questionable business practices back in the nineties? Uh, you know, one of which, if you recall, uh, is that Microsoft bullied PC manufacturers into only offering Microsoft Windows as a default operating system install. So, you know, if you go to Dell or Compaq or whoever and say, I want a PC, you get Windows. You, you just get Windows, and that's all you can get. And the reason for that was because Microsoft strong-armed all these PC makers into putting only Windows on their computers, They weren't putting something else like Linux or or BOS, for instance. And this was a huge problem for B at the time. They they had a a cool operating system called BOS. Uh, It almost became the next Mac operating system, but uh, but Next won out mainly because of Steve Jobs. And so the Next Step operating system evolved into what became Mac OS X. Um, But BOS could have been that. Um, but B had a huge problem because they wanted people to be able to buy PCs and get those PCs with BOS installed on them. And PC manufacturers just weren't willing to do that because if they did that, they would be on Microsoft's bad side and they'd lose all kinds of special financial incentives and other BS. So it was a huge problem. It was part of why Microsoft had such a monopoly back in the 90s. Um, so, you know, imagine if hundreds of Microsoft employees had come out with a public statement 
widely shared that called on Microsoft to stop that practice. So, you know, that, that, that's the magnitude of this statement here, that these people are calling upon Google to, to drop any development of a censored search engine for China, or presumably any, any state government anywhere. Um, so this, this is very, very interesting. And of course, I, I personally support this statement and applaud the Google employees that are behind it. Um, and let's not forget here, Google has been in hot water for, for a little while now. Uh, you know, just back in the beginning of the month, the news was all about the, the employee walkout. Uh, there's a link here in the show notes to an article at fortune.com about the more than 20,000 employees that participated in, in the big Google walkout. And that was to complain about various uh, internal situations in Google around sexual harassment and HR policies and you know transparency at the leadership levels around some of those issues. Um, so, so Google's already had a bit of a PR nightmare on their hands in terms of uh, internal company culture. And now with this new statement, they now have two big, big hot button topics to deal with. So, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see over the next few weeks how Google executives respond to these statements, to the Google walkout, and the, the issues that were raised there. They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to do something. They can't just sort of wave their hands and say, you know, we're Google and we want to have good values and, and do the right thing. They can't just offer some platitudes and kind of sweep everything under the rug. They're going to have to decisively and concretely address all of the issues that are being raised by their employees. Because guess what? If you're a company and your competitors talk smack about you, yeah, whatever. If you're a company and some disgruntled people in the press that don't like you post bad stuff about you, eh, might not be a huge deal. But if you have customers that are getting upset about your company, that's a problem. And if you have your own employees getting upset about your company, that is a huge problem. Because not only are you going to have an increasing difficulty retaining your current workforce, you know, because let's not forget, most of the people that work at Google at these high levels of senior software engineering and so forth, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be getting poached by any other big company out there that can possibly, you know, like get their hands on like a hotline to these people. Like, Hey, if you don't like Google so much, how about you come work here at Tesla or Facebook or whatever? So, um, so not only does Google need to retain the employees that they already have and keep morale up, but they need to be able to hire new people. And if you're, a, if you're a new software developer thinking about joining a company and you see that, you know, Google's having all these huge problems with company culture, apparently, you might be thinking, well, uh, I, maybe I'll just go join that other startup over there or whatever. So Google needs to address this, no doubt about it. Um, I also want to mention that uh, <laughs> another company that is in Silicon Valley that's in a bit of a PR nightmare scenario right now is Facebook. Now, I've talked a lot about Facebook before, so I'm not going to get into this. Um, but again, I, I, I feel like Facebook's at the point now where, you know, we need to start seeing some, some major action on the part of, of employees there. You know, I would love to see Facebook employees 
coming out with with group statements saying, you know, hey, Facebook, like you have some major problems with your business model and how it's encouraging the rogue elements to hijack social media and use it for nefarious purposes. And you have not done a good job of of stopping that like you claim that you want to. Uh, We need to do better at this. Uh, you know, we need to we need to reel in this ad supported business model enough so that people feel like, you know, their privacy and their their security on Facebook is is, you know, reasonably protected, uh, you know, as reasonably as it can be on a quote unquote free platform that's basically funded by advertisers. Um, Facebook employees, I, I call them to to come out and, and start making some public statements uh, it feels like Facebook's a, a very a very locked down company. I think there's been a bit of a cult of personality around Mark Zuckerberg and perhaps Sheryl uh, Sandberg as well. And I think uh, I think the shine is is coming off of both of those top executives big time right now. <laughs> uh, so I'd love to see Facebook employees come out and say, you know, hey, this this we we want Facebook to be a company that's that's respected, that's appreciated. We want to develop products that are, you know, really helping people and, you know, not causing uh, <laughs> massacres in third world countries, for instance. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Well, hopefully, hopefully what's going on at Google will sort of spark a, a bit of a Silicon Valley revolution in general and, and more of the big tech companies, you know, have to grapple with the, the fallout of, of uh, what's been going on within these companies. All right, so that was the big news of the day. I have an item, kind of a follow-up item here. In the last show, episode 18, I talked about the really cool documentary on Netflix called Wild Wild Country uh, about a cult that developed on property in Oregon. Uh, this very strange uh, group of people that originally were were practicing their their beliefs in... India and ran into trouble with the Indian government there and decided, hey, let's move to America now and build our dream city in <laughs> central Oregon. So it's, it's the, the whole story from, from top to bottom is, is truly wild. Um, but the follow-up item here is I uh, recently got introduced to a podcast called Weird Religion, uh, which is really cool. I'm digging into these episodes now. And uh, the, one of the first ones I listened to all the way through was uh, a review and a discussion on Wild Wild Country. Uh, and the, the cool thing for me personally is the show, uh, the, the two hosts of the show, Leah Payne and Brian Doak, are uh, local professors in the Portland area, uh, authors and pop culture aficionados, as they say on their site. Um, and when I say professors, I mean like PhDs. So <laughs> they're, they're very bright. They're very learned in, in matters of religious history and archaeology and so forth, linguistics. Um, but they come across very down to earth, very fun. It's a very, it's a very lighthearted sort of show. So even though they're talking about big, meaty topics, they do so in a way that makes it seem really fun and really interesting. So uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to this episode about Wild Wild Country. Uh, If you haven't seen that documentary on Netflix yet, you might want to watch it and then listen to this podcast review of it. Um, But you don't have to. They don't go too much into spoilers or anything. So you can listen to the show right away if you really want to. All right, folks. So that's a wrap. Another episode of The Jared White Show has concluded. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a supporter of the show um, by 
subscribing to the, the email newsletter on my website. Uh, if you haven't already, please do so at jaredwhite.com. Just click follow and you can sign up for my email newsletter where you'll get uh, updates on the podcast and a whole lot more. Um, and of course, you can subscribe to The Jared White Show in your podcast player of choice, whether that's Castro or Overcast or Apple Podcasts, and there are many others. So I hope you have a wonderful week, and I'll see you actually in two weeks, because that's our, our show schedule now, every two weeks. I will see you then. Bye. Jared White Show.